which players must have big week three performances to make the 53-man roster? All that more in this episode of the Locked On Cowboys podcast. You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily Dallas Cowboys podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast locked Network, your on. team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We'd like to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. This episode is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Visit underdogfantasy.com or find them in the App Store and sign up with promo code LOCKEDON to get your first deposit doubled up to $100. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. Joining me today, as always, is Landon McCool. You can check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. Landon, the Dallas Cowboys have their final preseason game on Saturday against the Raiders. It's a little bitter, bittersweet because I do enjoy the preseason a little bit. But I'm also ready for some real football. Yeah, I mean, that's the whole thing with preseason, especially the end, right? Like You're trying to focus on some of these young players who are trying to make the team, uh, you know, potentially be on your practice squad or, or just, you know, sometimes with, for guys like us that, that follow the league, it's good to watch these preseason games because you never know when these guys pop back up, you know, yeah. or get re-signed or whatever. So it's just kind of good to kind of watch some of these guys. But it's also very difficult to focus on this when we know – we are very close to actual real football coming down the, the pike. And we've got the New York Giants here in a couple of weeks to come in to, to play football games. So I'm excited about that, but there is a lot to get to. So we should definitely hop yeah. into this. All right. So I want to start with linebacker because that's one of the position battles yeah. I'm the most excited to see now with DeMarvian overshone, try to get it right, uh, gone uh, for the season. Which, by the way, I don't know if you saw the video that was posted today about the Cowboys in the war room talking about that pick. They actually called um, – Jerry Jones's grandson, who was playing yeah. in Texas, about him. Them. Some questions. It was really good. Go check it out. I believe it's on Roku. Um, we got to find a third linebacker now, and it yeah. seems like it's Jabril Cox that's going to have the best opportunity to kind of fill that role. Yeah, I mean, I think this you know linebacker is one of the positions I think that you could actually watch this game and see players that you might be seeing play on Sunday for the Cowboys. You know, I think there's a couple other positions that you might see that, but the backups that are, are, you know, the kind of the third, fourth, and fifth linebackers on this team, uh, they're likely to be playing a whole bunch in this game. So uh, this is, that's a one opportunity for us to get a chance to watch some guys who are going to be playing on Sunday for the Cowboys and to see how they do it. And frankly, you really would like to see someone like Jabril Cox or Devin Harper to have, have really good games, uh, you know, because you, you are at this point going to be at least relying on Cox, I think, unless they go out and get some so, sort of veteran replacement. Uh, so Which if I, they both like, perform poorly, maybe they'll have to. You yeah, maybe know? they have to. So, so this is an opportunity for Cox to go out there and say, hey, no, that's totally unnecessary. I'll take this job back. You know, I could be uh, running uh, linebacker three. Uh, you know, and I think that, that, you know, looking at what they were planning on doing with Cox, you know, I have a feeling that they were planning on trying to use him. Jabril Cox was, was going to make the team, right? I, yeah. I don't think that the, I don't think that Jabril Cox was ever in danger of losing his roster spot. But you know, I think what he is fighting for is is playing time at this point. And now that Overshone has has been injured, obviously his opportunities has stepped up. I think that they were always going to be having some sort of of a plan, a, a package for Jabril Cox. Uh, but I think now it's about can you know can I play well enough that they 
want to play more three linebackers instead of uh, two linebackers and a safety and that sort of thing. So it, it's a really important game, not not so much for making the team for Jabril Cox, but uh, in, in how much the Cowboys may want to deploy him based on how he performs in this game. Because the alternative, if they don't go out and get a linebacker in free agency, is maybe they just use more Marquis Bell, who I saw this yeah. week was talking about how Dan Quinn came up to him and said, hey, we're going to need you to – you know, be more of a linebacker now with, with the injury. So he's another guy that I want to mention here. I think he's had a really nice preseason, but didn't play a ton during the regular season last year. This is going to be an opportunity. I, I've got to imagine that he's going to get 30 to 40 snaps in this game. Maybe, maybe more, maybe the Cowboys just play in this whole game just to get as much tape, you know, on him as possible. Yeah, I mean, a, another guy that you know uh, made his made, made came up through the ranks on special teams, became a, a key special teams player last year. Uh, obviously, the the er, early injury to Dono, Dono kind of gave him the opportunity to, to run with the ones, and he's been and he's been you know taking that opportunity and run with it. Um, you know, yeah, I, I, I think another guy that you know is. Uh, a player that you're going to be seeing on Sundays. I think even if Donovan Wilson's healthy, you're, you're probably going to see a healthy dose of Marquise Bell, especially now that, we, like we said, that Overshone is injured. Um, so another guy to really, really pay attention to because he's going to be someone who is going to have an impact on your team. You know, his his uh, his playing style is, is such that he fits that role of kind of that hybrid safety linebacker really well. Uh, but but that is a lot to ask for someone who is uh, you know an undersized body there. Uh, so it is, but it's a great opportunity. Key. Like yeah. if they want to just play him as a linebacker this week, just to see how it goes, or maybe not even fully as a linebacker, but yeah, 15 snaps, right. Just to see how he does in that element. I mean, this is a great, great opportunity and stage for him. Yeah. I think this is a great opportunity for the Cowboys to see what they've got in replacements for Overshone, whether that be Jabril Cox, Harper, or someone like Marquise Bell, who's playing a safety linebacker hybrid sort of situation. I want to talk about some other players on defense that we're excited to see. I, I do want to mention the Raiders just really quickly because most of the time we don't spend a lot of time on the opponents for preseason and for good reason, right? Like they're yeah. trying to work on their own stuff. The goal isn't to win games here. Yeah. The Raiders are actually going to give the Cowboys a, a good run in this game because uh, Aiden O'Connell, their rookie quarterback, has looked fantastic. Yeah. I think he's going to play this entire game. Um, mm-hmm. And the Raiders have a bunch of young players on offense. So I do think for somebody like, Marquis Spell or Jabril Cox or Wanye Thomas. Like, this is actually a pretty decent good opponent test. to get some good tape on. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I, and I, the Cowboys really liked Aiden O'Connell coming out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and uh, I almost said Aiden O'Quinn, which I, which I had problems with during the draft process. He was an actor. But, uh, but the, yeah, the, they're not going to just try to run the crap out of the ball and get the game open. No. Like, they're going to try to air it out, which is going to yep. be awesome for these guys. That means it's going to be a true test. You're not just trying to like air, you know, get get the air out of the ball in, in, in the game. You're gonna they 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 need to see what they've got in their quarterback. So it really will be a good test for this defense to kind of, you know, see what they've got against a, a quarterback that, you know, look, you, you don't normally see. Well, I mean, maybe you will, but this, it's pretty rare that you see this type of quality of quarterback playing in a late preseason yes. game. You know, usually Perfect. by this point they've played their snaps. They've they've made their way. The fact that the Cowboys are getting a look against a competent or better quarterback yeah. in preseason three that that it just helps the evaluation process for everybody so much more yeah i mean i watched the game last night where you had logan woodside for atlanta throw like 42 passes it's just so hard to get any value out of a preseason game like that but against aiden o'connell and zamir white who's trying to find a role and some of the other players they have on offense michael mayer's gonna play a ton it's gonna be a good test 
I, 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 to kind of segue into our next section, section, it's great when you have quality third string quarterbacks in these preseason games, because when you don't, it's really hard to evaluate anything in the game because the game is so yes. quarterback dependent. So uh, that's why it's, it's, it's great that not only the Raiders are playing uh, O'Connell, I'm going to again, they're playing O'Connell, yeah. but that also the Cowboys have Will Greer, who is, you know, he's not Cooper Rush, but I think he's done a very good job of at yep. least being a competent quarterback who's able to get the ball to his receivers, get the ball out, and give us a good evaluation of our down roster players. One more defensive guy before we move on, Neville Gallimore. Yeah. I'm still curious to see what the Cowboys do here. He's had a pretty nice preseason. Is he somebody that the Cowboys maybe showcase a little bit and play 35 snaps and you know try to let him grab a job on the 53-man roster or potentially – you know, facilitate, facilitate a trade. I'm just keeping an eye on him and Isaiah land in this game. Another guy that, you know, you don't normally see in these kind of games, right? A a third round pick in his third year or fourth year, fourth year. year. This is not a normal type of guy that would get play in a third preseason game. Well, I mean, third preseason game being the equivalent of the fourth preseason game previously. Right. right? Right. So I I think it's interesting that he's going to be out there taking snaps. Look, if he is out there taking stats, he should be noticeably better than the rest of the players. If he's not, if, if it's concerning. If he's not, that's a problem. Yeah. So that's the expectation we should have for, for Neville Gallimore if he makes it onto the field on Saturday. All right. Let's talk uh, about the offense, including a quarterback that is, I think, fighting for his roster job. We will get to that next. This episode is brought to you by Harry's. When you have a great shave, it makes you feel confident, clean, young, attractive. As you can see, I haven't had one in a while. I need to <laughs> need to go get one done. But no matter why you shave, Harry's has you covered for the best shave of your life at a price that you're absolutely going to love. From their legendary high-quality razors to skincare products like exfoliating uh, face wash and hydrating lotion, Harry's gives you a premium shave without the premium price tag. Get better quality and a better price than other razors when you get Harry's delivered directly to your door. I absolutely love the razors. They're the best razors that I've, I think I've ever used. I was using some of those dollar ones before. You get all those little neck pimples. It's, mm-hmm. it's no fun at all. These are so much better. There's no reason not to try Harry's. Harry's has the highest customer, uh, customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, and they're still offering a no-risk trial. If you don't like your shave, no worries. It's on them. No big deal. Get your best shave ever this summer with Harry's razors and skincare products. Get a $13 starter set for just $3 at harrys.com slash NFL. That is harrys.com slash NFL for a $3 starter set. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast. Every day, we're going to be back early next week. We haven't quite decided if it's going to be Sunday or Monday, uh, breaking down the preseason action against the Raiders. And then we've got a quick turnaround because the Cowboys have to get down to 53 players on Tuesday afternoon at 4 p.m. We're going to talk about who we think they're going to cut. We're going to have a show right after cut, so make sure you guys are downloading and tuning in for that. Landon, I want to talk about Will Greer, who – it seems like in every, every one of these preseason games, struggles out of the gate, and then he settles down a little bit. He gets kind of gets some of the juices flowing and starts to look good. I, I just wonder, is he going to be able to make this 53-man roster, or are the Cowboys going to be looking to churn that quarterback spot this year? 
No, I, I, I think that he's, to me, to my eyes, what I've seen at training camp, what I've seen in the preseason games, I think he's done enough to, uh, uh, you know, be considered for the 53-man roster. I mean, especially now that you've got the, you know, the uh, 46th uh, man option, the third yeah. quarterback rule. Uh, it makes sense. It makes uh, it makes sense that he would make it. I think, you know, look, as far as third string quarterbacks go, he's pretty good. You know, I mean, I, I think there are definitely times. Yeah, it, it's like he gets jittery early on. But really what I'm sick and tired of seeing with third string quarterbacks is just so plain and mayonnaise that they don't do anything in the game. And that's not Will Greer. Will Greer check down, make it check happen. down, run. Yeah, down, it's know. just like playing it safe. It's like we're not seeing anything. You can't win in the NFL by checking down consistently every single. You have to be able to take shots. Uh, and, and Greer's not afraid to take shots, you know. And so, yeah, he's going to throw an interception on the goal line sometimes. But 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 honestly, I, I've I, there's going. If Will Greer's playing in the game, it's it's because absolute disaster has struck. Yeah. Uh, so I, I'm good with him being on this team to facilitate practices as a as a as a practice our quarterback as the emergency guy, so that even if he does come in, at least we have someone who's, you know, savvy or swashbuckly enough to be to be able to make a throw down the field and not just kind of constantly trying to get out of trouble uh, and and barely being able to drive the bus. You know, I'll I'll take a guy who. Yeah, he, he makes some mistakes once in a while, but at least he's throwing bombs. He's throwing haymakers every single yeah. time he's not making a mistake. Uh, every time over the guy that can, you know, complete 75 of his pa- 75% of his passes for a four-point yards per, per reception, you know? So uh, I, I like Will Greer. I, 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 again, I think he's good enough that I, we had the conversation last segment, right, where he at least can facilitate the offense. I at least That's- recognize the offense when he's the quarterback and not – you know, want to pull my hair out. We we just did a show yesterday about Jalen Tolbert and how excited we yeah. were about him in the preseason and how good he's looked. One of the reasons that he's been able to make some, you know, really nice plays and catches is because he's had competent quarterback play in the preseason and Will Greer's thrown him a ton of passes. And I can remember years and years, I mean, decades of preseason football where it was yeah. so tough to even evaluate Terrible. The, the other receivers and tight ends because your quarterback play was so bad. Is Will Greer great? No. Is he going to be a franchise quarterback? No. But he can help you get through preseason and actually make honest evaluations about other players on this team. I think he has upside, too. I don't think he's a starter, necessarily. But I think if if he continues to grow the way he is, I, I, you know, maybe a year from now, he could be your backup quarterback. If, if Cooper Rush has got to walk out the door, uh, I think there's, there's upside there. He's shown that he has talent throughout high school, throughout college. He's one of the most heralded players in high school, college, you know, history – uh, you know, and I think in, in the NFL, it takes a different kind of game. He's learning how to play that game a little bit better, but he's up, has the talent to develop into a backup quarterback in this league. Uh, I would hold on to him for just a little bit longer. It also helps that he's been in the same system now for yeah. four, is this three it. years or two and a half. I guess he came in, he came in late in 2021. So two yeah, and a half years. Yeah. So I think you're starting to at least see some of the fruits of, you know, the patience here by the, the, the coaching staff. Going to get into some other skill players on the Cowboys before we get to the offensive line, because I want to do a whole segment on them. Yeah. Uh, Jalen Brooks. I think he's on the 53 man roster. I think you do as well, but I'd like to just see a little bit more from him in the receiving game in the preseason. Finish, you know, finish strong. Let's see a nice flourish at the end and stick the landing. Let's, and then let's get you on this. Let's get you a star on that helmet. Let's, let's get you a Jersey. That's, that's, that's what I want to see from Jalen Brooks on Saturday. 100% agree. We should also mention the running backs. Um, 
I got to believe we're going to see more of Malik Davis, Rico Dowdle, and Deuce Vaughn as the Cowboys try to figure out how to navigate this backfield. Because I think you and I both agree, we think it's going to be Dowdle and Vaughn behind Tony Pollard. But I don't think anything is 100% written in pen yet. I think this is a Hunter Lipke game. I think he's going to get the vast majority of carries uh, in this game. You know, McCarthy talked about it yesterday in his press conference. He, you know, they asked him who was someone that they still have not seen. Uh, they want to get more evaluation from first name out of his mouth was Hunter Lipke. So yeah. I, I do think that you're going to see a ton of him getting a ton of carries. I think they've mostly sorted out the running back room as it stands, but we'll I think, see. Uh, I think they've I, got a good idea at least going. I think they it. have an idea on the order. What they're trying to figure out now is do they want to try to f- keep Davis on the, on the roster. Right. And so I think Davis can come out here and have a really good game and, and potentially make a push to try to ma- grab a roster spot. Uh, but I, I think it's it's going to be an uphill battle because there are just so many yeah. guys on this roster that are deservant of a spot. One more guy at the skill position spot, Luke Schoonmaker. I want to see him play a lot. He probably is yeah. going to be one of the few high draft picks that does play in this game because he needs it. He missed all of OTAs, all of mini camps, you know, a, a lot of the early season or early part of the training camp. Um, they've been sprinkling him in in the preseason games. I would love for the Cowboys to have him play a half in this one because you can see on film he's really athletic, he's massive, but he's just a tick slow in everything he does right now. I think he's still working his way back. You know, it's it's having not played football in a while, and I think now he's to the point where I mean, I, th- I saw an interview with him the other day where it's like he's not noticing the foot anymore. So yeah. it's probably time to go ahead and give him a half. Uh, you know, three uh, three quarters, a, a, a big load to see exactly how his body reacts to that uh, and, and and to see how his you know production reacts. All right, let's talk about the offensive line because I think that's really the most important thing going yeah. into this preseason game, especially with so many young players and inexperienced players uh, going to be on the field. We will get to them next. This episode is brought to you by Underdog. August is here, and you know what that means. It is the official start of Fantasy Football Drafting Month. Get championship ready for your home league by trying out best ball on Underdog Fantasy. All you do is one live snake draft, no waivers, no trades. Underdog will set your best possible lineup every week. Try it out with Underdog's Best Ball Mania Tournament, the largest fantasy football contest of all time is back and bigger than ever with $15 million of total prizes up for grabs and an absolutely absurd $3 million going to the winner. Last year, the winner drafted their team in July, so don't wait around. Get your drafts done this weekend. Visit underdogfantasy.com or find them in the App Store and sign up with promo code LOCKEDON to get your first deposit doubled up to $100. That is underdogfantasy promo code Locked On. All right, Landon, finishing up here, talking about the Cowboys-Raiders week three uh, preseason game. The offensive line. Still, we're searching for, you know, offensive linemen six, seven, eight, nine on this team. Who are you the most excited to see? More of Awesome Richards. I mean, I think that's a big thing for me. Uh, TJ Bass. uh, I think we got to see where Ball is at this point, right? I I wouldn't be shocked if uh, Ball actually – Kicked himself out to right – well, kicked himself. The coaches probably did it. Uh, Kicked him out to right tackle for this game, right? I mean, we saw it. We talked about it in the preseason. We needed to see him, you know, take some snaps of some other spots. We needed to see that versatility. 
Mike McCarthy, uh, uh, every dayer, uh, the next day, uh, made sure that, that we got to see that and that it, uh, he nice kicked Mike. out the right tackle for a little while. So now it might be time to see some of that in the game. Um, and, and maybe he takes kind of an awesome Richards, uh, uh, uh path in the game where he plays a little bit of guard early on that kicks out the tackle or vice versa. I'm not sure. Uh, but I think it's important to see, uh, the guy that right now, I mean, I think has put out the best perform- individual performance of one of these back off- backup offensive linemen was ball in this last preseason game. So yep. I think it's important to see if you get a, 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 you know, a, a good performance from him at right tackle. Because, again, I, I think it's a very clean fit if you can figure out a way to make ball your right side player, awesome Richards your left side player, Bass is kind of a you know floater guard guy that maybe can compete to be the long you know the long term solution if you have a, a long term injury at guard, uh, you know and and, and then obviously a, you got to figure out a, an interior swing guy so that's Probably where Farniak. you have to see Farniak and, and and these guys kind of comp- competing for that so uh, the, you know look Hoffman's going to be playing in this well, football game I I just <laughs> wonder if Ball shows that he can play tackle and we've seen him play some it has mixed results actually. It was it last year they played the Texans that he stepped in, gave up a sack, but actually kind of settled down as that game. Yeah, went he on. actually he actually performed okay in the run yeah. game as a tackle. It was it was kind of the pass protection aspect of it that was a little bit dicey. The reason I say that is you're not going to find a swing tackle after cutdowns. Like teams are just not cutting swing tackles. It's, that's not happening. But you might be able to find a swing center guard guy. Like those guys do come available every once in a while. So if, if Richard shows that he can be your left side, you know, backup left tackle, Ball can be your backup right guard and right tackle, maybe you move on from Farniak and Bass and you pick somebody else up on waivers. Like I could see that happening. Yeah. I mean, I, I wouldn't be shocked if they decided we liked Bass, but maybe it's a practice squad year for him. It's maybe a year too soon. Yeah, and then and then sign that makes sense to sign a veteran kind of interior guy because that way, especially if you could find a guy who could play all five spots, right? Who has who has? I mean, I, that's incredibly rare, but yeah. a guy who could get play center guard and tackle in some combination would be super <laughs> beneficial. Cam Irving. Like. Yeah, I mean, is Cam Irving available? I'll take him. He might um, be. Yeah, I mean, I think I, I think that's the kind of situation you're looking for. And look, I mean. Let's be honest about what we're talking about here. These, you know, these are not guys that you're hoping to develop uh, into no, a no, starter. No. Like any w- offensive line depth across the league is very shallow. So you're hoping that you could find somebody that gets cut that could step in t- for the rest of a game and make sure that you don't get killed at that position. Yes. Uh, you know, and, and then find a long term. And there are players have. out there like that every year. You yeah. can find interior guys that are going to be your fifth best offensive lineman every single week but aren't such big weaknesses that it completely obliterates your offense, right? There there are players like that. You mentioned Austin Richards and Ball. Ball's probably going to have to play a lot in this game because Matt Woletsko, I I don't think Woletsko is going to play after the the shoulder injury. Oh, I wouldn't be surprised. I I, I just want to chime in. I wouldn't be surprised. Let me just say this because – well, Woletsko was out there in pads the next practice, and he was doing stuff. So I wouldn't be shocked that if Woletsko kind of – forced his way onto the field because he I think he understands exactly how important this is right like I would agree with you normally if it wasn't a case where well let's go was fighting for his job but knowing who who this guy is just based on like some of the other toughness stuff like you remember last year he tried to play with the shoulder suplex and I wouldn't be shocked if he actually made it onto the field all right so that's something to keep an eye out because I I would love to see him on the field trying to play through an injury 
and just show the coaching staff that he's got toughness. And I, I, I mean, yeah. I, we saw that last year. I don't think anybody. You're you're very toughness. right to doubt that he's going to play. I, let me be clear. I, yeah. You're very right yeah. to doubt it, but I think I, I wouldn't be shocked just because of this specific scenario. It's important, you know, for his career that he, but he it, made it out there. But at the same time, you kind of want your offensive linemen to make sure their their backup offensive linemen have to be tough. And I think that's why the Cowboys like Brock Hoffman a little bit. Like, yeah. he doesn't have the foot movement. He doesn't have the power, but he's got a little bit of nastiness, and that just yeah. endears itself to coaches. Yeah, and that's why, you know, look, I mean, maybe it's better for well, let's go to get out there and show toughness and maybe even not if play you, great. You even know, if you but, struggles, get out there, yeah, right? That's right. I think that would show them something that they're looking for, yes. All right, that is it for today's show. We want to thank you for making Lockdown Cowboys your first listen every day. Again, Everydayers, we'll be back early next week to break down this preseason game against the Raiders. And then we're full-blown cut-down stuff. We've got probably Monday night we'll have an episode for you guys talking about who we think is going to be on the 53-man roster. Tuesday night we'll have an episode for you guys on who gets cut, what roster moves the Cowboys are making, any trades that pop up over the weekend. So make sure you are downloading and listening to the Locked On Cowboys podcast. We are free and available on all platforms. Check out the show on YouTube. Go follow Landon on Twitter, at McCoolBCB. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier. Enjoy the game, and we'll see you right back here next week.